If mother, wife, and award-winning corporate sales executive wasn't enough, my next guest is going to be adding author to the list. We're talking Menopause versus Puberty by Tomalisa Lumpkin up next. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Thank you guys for joining us for Book Circle Online. Today we are talking about menopause versus puberty, and I'm here with the author, Mrs. Tomalisa Lumpkin. How are you Hi. doing? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining me today, talking about your book. Not only when I I gotta say when I first when I first heard the title, I was like, this this book. Oh, I'm gonna. This is gonna be an interesting book for me to kind of relate to. But I but I love the challenge and it. It wasn't even a challenge. Mm. It was so relatable for anyone. And that was that was the biggest blessing from this book. And I think that is the biggest takeaway. Uh, well, one of the bigger takeaways from me when reading this book is there was so many great jewels yeah. that I could relate to, that anyone that could relate to, and especially mothers going that are um, raising up teenagers in their puberty ages. So it was really cool to see. So, yeah, I just want to thank you again for joining us today. Thank you, Jeff. And, and then for you guys that don't know, I am your host, Jeff Williams. And uh, right now my guest with me is Mrs. Lumpkin. So, um, yeah, we'll get right into the into the thick of things. We're going to be talking about, throughout this interview, we're going to be talking about um, just a little bit more background about you, okay. about your family, because that's pretty much what Ugh. this book is about. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Lumpkin family. Oh, no. Yeah. So <laughs> how, how this book even came to be about, um, just... Kind of like what what have you heard since making the book and everything? It's just gonna sure. be just a great, fun, relaxing interview talking about just fun stuff. Because okay. I mean, I've, at this point, I feel like we've known each other for so long. We have. We're pretty much like family, so it's just gonna be a great interview talking about your book and learning more about you. So, how did this book come about? Sure. Um, so it kind of started on Facebook. I would always uh, post some of my experiences that had just happened with the boys. And it was really a way to turn my frustration with them into something funny. So I had a knack of taking the story and turning it to the comical side of what just happened. And so all my friends on Facebook and family would read them. And I started seeing the numbers grow and people would crack up and they would say, oh, my God, you're so funny. Or, oh, my God, this this happened with my kid. I always love when they share. And then someone said, you should write a book. And I was like, you know, maybe I should. So that's kind of how the book, <laughs> yeah. the book came about. And that's why you see so many uh, short stories in the front of mm-hmm. each chapter because those were actual stories that happened that yeah. I posted on Facebook. And speaking of those short stories, I forgot to mention we're going to have a game towards the end of this. Oh. Uh, towards the end of this interview, it's called "Who Said What," <laughs> and I'm actually going to be using quotes from the little stories okay. at the beginning, giving you quotes, and then you're going to guess who said okay. what. So <laughs> that'll be fun towards the end. But yeah, so you said um, that friend kind of um, got you into thinking about this turning into a book. Mm-hmm. So is this your first book then? It is my first book. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I my mom is an educator. I tell everybody that. And so my sister and I grew up writing in diaries. Mm-hmm. I probably have about 35 or 40 diaries somewhere around my house in Florida. And so I naturally have been a writer, I guess. Yeah. I used to write poetry, but I've never written to share. 
with uh, people. Yeah. So uh, there is that element of it too. I love writing. I love um, visualizing stories mm-hmm. and then trying to bring the reader in with me. I kind of want them to feel that emotion. Yeah. And I was hoping I did that definitely. in that you de- book. You definitely did. I mean, like I said earlier, it wasn't even just the mothers that are reading the book. It was me as a son to mm-hmm. reading that book, getting a whole new appreciation thank from my too. mother for you. Aww, and like you. when I read this, I read it the first time through and I like called my mom after. I was Aww. like I was like, Mom, like I love you. Like Aww. it was like I know I know <laughs> not all the stories are the same, but they're the same similar. and they're, they're similar. <laughs> and I just know that I was I was definitely a TJ or a Lex in, in one of those stories in different um, points in my life and then with my mother as well. So that was it was great to see and yeah, everybody can connect to this book. Yeah. But um so what was the with this being your first book, what was the journey like um going from just a Facebook post to a, a full actual book? How was that process like? So it was kind of funny when I found an editor, a wonderful woman Robin Shaw. Mm. Uh she's She's, um, you guys can find her online because I get people asking me about my editor all the time. She's brilliant. Um, But I found her by accident. And it was funny when I brought my notes to her, she cracked up. She said, the book is already written. Mm -hmm. So I've always taken notes. And my husband will tell you, like, I would go in and just start typing when I was frustrated. So over time, the book was kind of already forming. So by the time I sat down and walked through chapters and what the message needed to be in each one, most of um, the information was already put together over time. That's so really it wasn't cool. a bad it wasn't a bad experience. Yeah, it was pretty pretty easy cuz it's already written like you said. Yeah, but Robin has this way like so I wanted to publish the book earlier this year. Yeah. And we didn't know that things were going to happen the way they did for mm-hmm. Lex. We were so excited and blessed. And so I decided to put the launch of the book on pause till later because I didn't want to overshadow what was happening with him. Yeah. Um, and that was a wonderful moment. He had worked so hard for three years and he got this opportunity. So I was like, this book can wait. Yeah. And so while we were in uh, L.A., both episodic season and pilot season, Robin, every Monday, she put it on the calendar. She was like, every Monday we're going to talk through, Mm -hmm. you know, each section of each chapter. So I really have to give her a lot of credit, too, with keeping me focused. Because when you're writing your most intimate stuff, it's kind of hard. I was so nervous about really putting the book out there. Yeah. You know? I mean as as one should or yeah, because you're you're letting the world know so yes. much about your personal life, about your family's personal yes. life. How are they gonna feel about it? How are you gonna feel about it? There's so much going oh, on. Oh, there's a lot I had to take yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just that selfless act of like I'm gonna wait and like put my book on hold yeah. until Lex um gets comfortable where he's at, let his let his star shine and everything. Mm-hmm. And that selfless act is like shown throughout the book. Aww. What from whatever you're doing with the kids to like kind of moving literally from Indianapolis to Los Angeles just to help out Lex. So like all those all those things you are like seen throughout the book. So it's really cool. So getting into the book, what is like one thing that you want the audience or more than one that you want the audience to know? The first and foremost thing is that menopause versus puberty is kind of deceptive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just women over 40 having uh, children later in life. 
but it's it's also a book that, like you say, a lot of people can benefit from, even young moms just having kids. Fathers, I've had fathers actually reach out to me mm. and say, wow, you know, this was awesome. I learned some stuff that I can use. And there are some single fathers out there, you know. Uh, but another thing I'd like people to know is that when you read my book, um, I, I hope that you can connect with one or two things that might help your family mm-hmm. or um, help change the, the trajectory of where your kids are headed. Um, because I talk a bit about children having superpowers. And in my heart, I believe that they all have something special. Each person is born with something unique. And as a parent... We get so engrossed in the day-to-day, and day-to-day is hard, mm-hmm. um, and we lose sight of what what they, they contribute or what they bring to the table. And so that's that, I think, is the essence. As a parent, get down on your knees and look them eye-to-eye. Um, sometimes just stop, because yeah. I'm guilty, too. Just stop and listen and tap into what they're saying. Yeah, I was going yeah. to say, not to like go off on um, more like family rather than the book, but how did you find, um, how did you showcase their their superpowers? So, I'm so guilty. God, I'm a hypocrite. Let's start with uh, Lex. Lex, um, from a young age, Jeff begged us, I want to be in the movie. He used to always say, Mommy, can you put me in a movie? And my mother got to a point where she was like, did you find an agent? Did you find somebody? Did you do something for my mm-hmm. baby? You know, she is their biggest fan, all three of my kids. And um, finally, after, you know, giving him a hard time, because I remember one day I was like, don't nobody act. You're going to college, boy. You need mm-hmm. you, you need to be an engineer because you're really sharp. Um, my husband was the one that said, hey, let's put Lex in some acting classes. He found one at the um, IRT, the Indianapolis Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, that young man has a lead role in Stuart Little, and it's been nonstop. So we kind of, you know, took that pause mm-hmm. and said, what can we do to help him? Am I answering? No, then you definitely are. And, and like, then TJ, yeah. yeah, TJ wants to be a veterinarian. He's mm-hmm. very shy, handsome kid. Um, he actually does modeling. He's got a, yep. I don't know if you know, he's with DDO here. And, oh, okay. Um, but he wanted to be a veterinarian. And so my husband and I... Uh, found out through a friend who's an educator in Indianapolis that Purdue University had a junior vet camp. Oh, okay. So he had to write an essay. They only selected 50 kids. TJ was one of them. So, you know, we just look for ways to um, cultivate them. If that's where their interest is, how do we as parents start making that happen for them? Yeah, I know one of the things you talked about in the book is how, like, he um, TJ would like bring back different different. I was say Ooh. I was gonna say uh, creatures, but different Ooh. animals. You know, whatever whatever it be, for other uh, snakes, ants, oh, whatever. Yes. How did you like kind of tame that and then put it towards going? Hey, uh, apply for like Purdue and like <laughs> other things like that, rather than bringing these crazy creatures in the house. That was not. Those were not good moments. <laughs> Where do I look, Joe? <laughs> they were horrible moments. I'm too old. I talk about that. I'm too old. I used to think I'm too old for kids this young. I remember the day he brought the snake. He had gone in our in the kitchen and gotten a Tupperware mm-hmm. all on his own. And he and Lex, they were really little. And there were trees in the back of our house before more homes were built. And he would navigate through the woods. So he came back with this dead snake one day. And I literally jumped, like screamed. 
memed. He's brought a dead bird to me. I don't blame you. Oh, my God. But the funniest story, Jeff, is he found an earthworm. I've never seen an earthworm this wrong. I believe it was Granddaddy because it was so... It looked like a snake, but it wasn't. (laughs) He was so mad with me because I made him put the earthworm back. Mm. You know, it's like that worm has lived too long for a little boy (laughs) like you to come... He would find frogs. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, one time um, TJ came to us and he said, I want to go herping. I'm like, is that a word, Jesse? Really? I even looked it up. That's a real word. I looked it up once. I saw it read it in the book. Because I, I was like, I don't really know what that means. Had never. We were all at the lake in our Thorpe Creek neighborhood one night with a flashlight, all four of us, helping let, let helping TJ look for um, mm. frogs. And that so that's the kind of thing yeah. we do to help cultivate. We just get involved. We become their biggest fans. You know, and yeah. and and I think I think it means the world to them. Yeah. That it definitely you know? does. Even if you can't tell it right now, mm-hmm. I know as like an older ver- I call myself an older, older version of them because you I see are. myself and what they're doing you now, are. whether it's through wanting to act like I did younger or playing basketball mm-hmm. like I do now and still um, did when I was a kid. I kind of see myself through like their lenses. Mm-hmm. So I know they, they appreciate it, even though they're not saying it. it right now. And they'll definitely be more vocal about how much they appreciate it when they're older. So, I mean, like storylines, like you are like stories that you were just telling are said throughout the book so yeah. well. And it kind of um, makes it so relatable for anyone to read. Yeah. So... Getting back into the book, was were there any like surprises, either difficult or easy for you when writing the book? There, there was. Um, I've gone through a divorce. I've been married twice, and I got married at nineteen to my daughter's father. That was a really difficult one, and even my boys. I don't even. I, I remember when they got old enough to understand things. They were mm-hmm. still little, but uh, there was one moment moment at breakfast where we were all sitting and eating, and I think it was TJ that came out and asked, well, what does divorce mean, you know? And is Kelsey's, you know, Kelsey's my sister, but is her dad, you know, he was trying mm-hmm. in his little mind to figure out how he fit into that weirdness because he knew he had a father and a mom, but he knew he had a sister and they didn't have the same father. And so I think it was Lex. um, One of the two of them kind of just lit into me. Well, that's not right. Is it? (laughs) You you know how, why you got two, you know, (laughs) you had two husbands and then my husband, Jeff, he's awful. Mm. He was like, Mm. like, I'm going to let you deal (laughs) with That's so funny. But that was a difficult moment, you know, and we're all human. Yeah. We all go. I've even had girlfriends who have gone through divorce reach out to me after reading that book Mm -hmm. a couple in tears. And I I get it. Yeah. I understand it. And children, children have a rough time when that happens. But that was a difficult part for me. Yeah. And I mean, and the fact that you're willing and able to open up about that, I Mm -hmm. think, not only allows for viewers to learn more about you, but it's for them to relate to it. Like you said, like Mm -hmm. your girlfriends, there's so many people, whether it's from the kid's perspective or from the adult's perspective that are dealing with divorce. Oh my God. Because like, like you said, there's divorce for the parents and then there's divorce for the kids. And it's two totally different, um, not, 
they're two totally different experiences. It is. And it's it's hard to like kind of talk to the kids and have and kind of understand what they're going through when you're already going through your own Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And and helping them understand that this has nothing to do with you. This you are not the reason for this, mm-hmm. you know. And I explained to my boys one day because they they had a lot of questions about will you and daddy divorce mm-hmm. and what you know. I I didn't realize how much my life before them would impact them, um, but I kind of explained it to them. You know, they said, "Well, why do people get divorced?" And I said many different reasons. But I said, "Can you think of a friend at school that you were really close to, but then they did something to you?" Mm-hmm. And you weren't happy about it, and you didn't like them anymore, and you didn't want to be their friend anymore. And they're like, "Yeah, I can think of someone." <laughs> and I said, "That's kind of what divorce is like. Sometimes mm-hmm. people think they should be together, and maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, you know. So I, I mean, try to try to explain it in a way that they might get it. But yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely it just got to come with time with that yeah. those things. It's kind of hard um, for for this book." You well, and throughout this interview, you kind of talked about different people that have like helped you with this book. Whether it's like your parents through um, just like their teaching of you, mm. or the editor and everything. And then in the book specifically, you name drop doctors, authors, mm. and other people that have like kind of not influence. Well, maybe influence yes. you. What are the influences for this book? Or like how do you have like any specific influences coming out of this book? Do you mean influenced me yeah, or influ- me? Yeah, either influenced you or influenced things you brought into the book. Mm, a lot. Yeah. Um, I think my husband, he's a great guy. Um, he was the one that's kind of push pushing me. He's like, you know, you really have a great story to tell. And you're really good at it. You really should do it. And... He, yeah, he's helped me a lot with that. And I think my parents, my parents are amazing people. Um, my mom is just super brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think I talk a lot about her because people just don't know. Um, and then my dad comes from that part of life where it's just tough love. You know, he he was the one that would always be, suck it up. You yeah. know, you're stronger than that. Or he would push and push. And and I got to a point, I learned being competitive from my father, you know, because he was always the one challenging me. And, you know, so I would say the motivation would definitely have been from my parents and my husband. Yeah, that's really cool. And just seeing like how that those influences and relationships kind of brought this book to be where it is today and everything. And one of the things that like, it's not really an influence, but something that you always drop gems that they um want either through our interview now through when we talk um on the phone through text messages just whenever we're around you always dropping gems and then throughout the book as well and i i call them gems but you have a different name for them t-lisa isms yes, i was gonna say you already <laughs> but knew. you can call them life hacks say, whatever life hacks <laughs> whatever. isms like so how did that how did that come oh my about? gosh you know so I'm a very um all anybody that knows me, if you talk to them, they'll say, Don't ask don't ask Tom Elise if you all want to know the truth. But I grew up in that environment where it's my parents were brutally honest. They have never been the people that will tell you what you want to hear. And <laughs> and I'm very much like that. And so I remember <laughs> Just being around certain friends, you just get tired of, 
I get frustrated sometimes. And so a lot of those gems came out of, and I would post them, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Facebook. And then some people are like, are you talking about me? Like they would inbox me. I'm like, you feeling guilty right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was you. <laughs> I was like, you just told on yourself. I was like, if you came all the way, was this about me? You just said, yes, this was about me. Yes. But one of my biggest ones is parents who always talk about their kid like they're better than anyone else's mm-hmm. kids. We all talk about our kids. So don't get me wrong. I can talk about my boys and my daughter and my grandbabies all day long. But I will never... Um, I don't like when people try to make out like their kid is superior because they're not. Mm -hmm. And there is one saying in there where I say, you know, you know, all kids are wonderful, not just yours, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I do have another pet peeve. I love teachers just because I grew up with a lot of educators and I get frustrated sometimes with parents that they always want to blame the teacher Mm -hmm. because Whatever the teacher, and not all teachers are great. Don't misunderstand that. Um, there's, 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 you know, good and bad on both sides always. But for those parents who know when that teacher says, little so-and-so did this today, you know he doing it at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why are you going to get a teacher the <laughs> hard time? <laughs> and I think, and I have a pet peeve about that one mm-hmm. too. Don't raise a ass. Can I say that? Oops. (laughs) But it's true. Because when you do that, what you're doing is making them, um, when they become adults, no one will want to deal with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And so, and God hope mine don't turn out like that. Yeah, and they're not. (laughs) They're not. not. I mean, just being around your family and and knowing you, they're not going to be like that. They're they're very respectable and everything, well-mannered. And even just like when they were in here and not like on the set, they were playing around, making jokes and everything, but they were still respectful to everybody that was here. I try so hard. I try (laughs) so hard. And my husband's good, too. Oh, they listen to him much better than they listen to me. I mean, it's the... What is no that? offense, what but is it's, that, it's the intimidation factor. Is he, it? Because, like, they'll, they'll be like, oh, that's my mama. She's not going to do too much to me. And then they'll be like, all right, my dad, he might. You never know. It's like, there's, like, a situation, like, you never know. <laughs> it's like little soldiers. Yeah. He says it one time. <laughs> that's it. That's all we need. And then, but, like, <laughs> as kids, you know, whatever your mom says, like, your dad's backing, er, backing it up. So, like, they're still going to listen to you because they know. That's true. They're still, that's true. Daddy will get yeah, with you, them if they <laughs> Yeah. So speaking of your kids, we're going to go kind of more into your family. Have your kids um, read the book and what do they think about the book? So, yes, they've read parts of it. They've not read the whole book. Are you kidding? It's hard (laughs) enough to get them to read. But um, so Lex started doing stand up comedy and one of the jokes, he took it out, thank God. But one of the first things he said was, Ooh, my mama going through menopause, and she's so mean right now. She wrote a book about us. You know, and I was like, uh, yeah, you're going to take that out. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't need that one. He's like, she's so mean. She you got better book. jokes. Do it like that. Just try to spin it. Oh, you have way better jokes than that one. That's not even that funny. I like that better. <laughs> no, I just gave him that. I yep. was like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then TJ is like, why are you always talking about us? So. <laughs> So why are you always telling everybody stuff we do? I said, maybe if you didn't give me content, you know, but I need an out. I need an out. Instead of like people reading about me in the Burbank morning mm-hmm. news. Yeah. That's my outlet. Yeah. You're, you're really creating your own like 
narrative yes. with this. So like you, like you said, instead of people reading about it, you're telling everybody what it is. Well, what I meant was headlines, being a headline uh, in the yeah. morning like I, they can't <laughs> find my kids because I done drove them. To... True. You, need, you also <laughs> need a place to vent. You also need a place to vent. Like, look, really it's either is. this book or your butt, so pick one. <laughs> It really is my way of, you know, yeah, that frustrated me. And sometimes I'm pissed. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'm like, ooh. But it is a way for me to, an outlet Mm -hmm. for me to say, hey, let's find the funny in this. There's always some funny in it. Yeah. You know? And then, uh, like, with your family, I'm sure it's similar to mine. We make jokes on each other. So it's like you're reading this, you're gonna take it for what it is for a minute and like, oh it's just jokes. Oh, it's God. like so that's that's really cool. And um kind of diving more into um your transition out here yes. and with the book, I don't I think kinda touched on it as well, your transition to moving to Los Angeles. How has that kind of changed the parenting style? Because you guys are both in Indianapolis uh, before that and then Lex got um he was going to do auditions and everything, and now is on all that. Mm-hmm. How has that changed the the parenting dynamic and just the dynamic as a whole family dynamic? It has. Um, we're living kind of between two states right now, mm-hmm. and my husband is still in Indianapolis, so he's typically in L.A. two weeks on and two three weeks off. Um, it just depends. And we're still trying to sell our house. So. Yeah. It was strange. Lex was like, yay! You know, he was so mm-hmm. ready. The L.A. was, he was built for L.A. This is him. Yeah. T.J. is a country boy. You know, he wants to be out, um, you know, hiking, hunting, working with animals. And he can do a lot of that here. But just given that you've got one parent most of the time with mm-hmm. them, uh, with basketball and school and at choir. He's in two choirs. <laughs> two choirs? <laughs> yes. He 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 wasn't, he, I don't think he realized at first that he mm-hmm. was signing up for the men's choir and the... Just, the, okay. Yeah. But um, a lot has changed now because we have to budget our time. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of funny things happen, but I don't get to, I don't really have the luxury and the freedom to kind of stop at the moment and jot it all down like I used to. Um, but it's all changed for the good. You know, everyone's happy. Yeah. TJ loves his school. Uh, the first concert he had a solo, you know, mm-hmm. just everything's going really well. So That's really good. That's great to hear. Yeah. And um, there there has been a lot of changes, like you said. And with, in the book, you've talked about all your different um, children, all three different children. You've learned so many different things. From, or you've taught them different things. You've learned from them. What are, like, some of the things you've learned from your children that were either in the book or that you that you haven't put in the book? Ooh. That's kind of putting you on the spot. No, I don't mind. I One of the things I've learned from all three of them is to not fuss so much. Um, I read a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know. I read about how, you know, how to raise boys versus girls. I grew up in a house full of girls. Um, and so I, a lot of times I'll incorporate what I've read as well. Like I read that boys don't like face-to-face. They, mm. they don't engage eye to eye and I've observed that with other parents and boys and girls and it's really true they prefer that you know we both kind of have our backs to the wall looking out and talking gotcha Um, with girls they they want eye to eye yeah Yeah, I don't know in your past with girlfriends I don't know if you've had that where they're like Jeff I need you to look at me (laughs) while I'm talking Um, that's just something that females do that guys don't do so I learned I learned that and it really worked with the boys Um, but I've also learned that 
it's better if I let them kind of guide. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I say this? Like, I'll get up and in my mind, I'm like, okay, we got A, B, C, D, and E to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a sergeant. We got to get it going because we don't have a lot of time. I have learned to stop doing that and kind of check in with them to say, hey, what are you thinking about today? You know, like, what schedule have you put together in your head? And sometimes they they have stuff that they want to do, you know. So just really checking in sometimes and not always being, you know, like that bulldog coming through, you know, get this done, get this. Uh, And it it works out easier. And when they feel like they're contributing, you get a whole different attitude. Yeah, so that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say as much as, like, I feel well. This talk this is coming from a son's perspective. As much as our parents teach us, I hope that we're teaching them as well, yeah. as in some things in general. But yeah, just as well. Hopefully, it's like teaching both ways. But with with your kids, you have two um, younger sons and then an older daughter. Yes, and it's um, from a different marriage. So how how much is the, the age difference between um, Kelsey and TJ? Ooh, big. Um, I don't know the number, but Kelsey's yeah. 30 and okay. TJ's 15. Gotcha. So you could so, yeah. it'd be so, easy to calculate. But. Yeah. And then, so I, I was wondering, like, how was the difference in, like, raising them? Because now, now it's like, not only are you guys in L.A., but social media is such a huge thing now. Being 15 years ago, it wasn't as big. Um, I like I'm 26, so I kind of in the middle of that. But my sister being 30, I kind of get uh. both both sides of that. But yeah, how has social media and just the new age technology and everything kind of changed your parenting styles with TJ and Lex? <laughs> That's a very good one. I have had to. Um, so I got on social media, especially Instagram, because my kids were on. We we held them back for a while from it. And um, so I had, there's a whole learning curve there, but oh my God, the information is so different from when Kelsey was younger. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, one of the biggest things, and, and I know you asked about the social media, but one thing that I remember was when Lex and TJ were born, I remember there were so many cool gadgets that were not available when Kelsey was born. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Wow, you know, this would have been awesome back when she was born. I love the fact that we can all stay connected. Like we use that Facebook, um, FaceTime a lot. And so I get to see a lot more of my grandbabies than I normally would have because she posts. And then, yeah, I think just the fact that it it really kind of pulls us all together when we're in different states. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So I think it... Social media, from that perspective, has been a great asset. I wish we had had it sooner. Definitely. I guess you yeah. know, but so. I mean, different ages, different, um, different times, yeah, and different ways of raising a kid in different styles. Because, like you said, social media wasn't as present no. when Kelsey was around, so she didn't have as as much access to like no. communication and all the. Not hazing, but um, all the bullying and everything oh, that yeah, that is not thing. only in school but outside of school. It's everywhere, and it's just hard, and especially with Lex being like in front of the camera now. Oh, it's, wow. it's hard. How do you like kind of not control that, but help him guide him in that situation? So again, yeah, I grew up in a very open family, and I think 
We just tell him, a lot of times he doesn't see it. Lex is someone you could text him. He probably won't ever text back. He just, he doesn't text much. He doesn't look in his DMs. We don't allow that anyway. We Mm -hmm. pretty much control that. But when people comment, you know, if he sees it, we just talk about it, you know. But he's usually, like, in stand-up comedy, he took a couple of things that people said and used it as a joke. You know, so I think he's got a pretty healthy, these people don't know me. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone has a right to their opinion, whether it's right or wrong, good or bad. Um, And we just try to teach both the boys. And I taught Kelsey this way. You have to look at the world inward out. Um, You cannot control what other people do around you. And really, you shouldn't care. You know, the opinions of people that don't know you, how accurate could they really be? Exactly. And so we we try to, you know, we try to, this is life. It's going to happen. It's going to be worse at some points. People lie. People do a lot of things. But when you live inward out, you're strong internally. And that's what matters most. Definitely. You know? And those lessons learned, uh, those lessons that you just said are being spoken to like Lex and TJ and oh, Kelsey. Yeah. So they're they're already strong mentally enough. They are. And just knowing your family as well as mine, the the inward um making jokes and everything is already making our skin tougher. So we're already ready for that. Oh, so, they grew up with it. Yeah, as we say, <laughs> life can bring whatever. Like I already got that from my dad last week. You know what I'm saying? So it was it's a lot easier. And then um speaking of the um Jim's the T Lisaisms. Okay. You mentioned one of them. Uh, one of them were um, about haters and how you also need those as well. You do. So like those <sighs> that being told to Lex and TJ, having them understands like those they're going to be people like that no matter what you do, good, bad, indifferent. Right. You need be them. There. Yeah. I, actually, I don't think haters is bad. They shouldn't have named it haters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But people like that actually make you greater, mm-hmm. make you better. Um, and I I appreciate them. Yeah. You need them. They're going to be there anyway. <laughs> exactly. So if there's any haters out there, whatever hey, camera haters. <laughs> how y'all doing? Hey. We need y'all. We need y'all. Come come here. Be in the comments. <laughs> Subscribe. Like. Buy the book. We need you. <laughs> tell us tell us where we're doing wrong. But make sure you buy the book. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I appreciate um, we kind of getting into everything, whether from the book to your family, and just opening up with me and everything, and with the audience as well, yes. because... Is one thing of writing a book and like talking about it, but like having it out there is a little yeah. bit different and everything. So we've gotten all of that. It's time to have a little bit of fun. I want to have uh, do the game I talked about kind of at the top. Okay. It says, "Who said what?" Okay. So in your book, you have a lot of different quotes from all your different children mm-hmm. um, on different chapters and everything. And um, I thought I'd just pick a couple quotes and then see if you can guess. <laughs> okay. Which kid said what? So the first quote is, and then. Just a preface. This is the kids. This is not me saying this because they are wild. They are. Yes. They so, were when they were little. Oh my god. Geez. This one, the first one says, "That looks really old." Wow. How long ago was that? I knew you were old, but I didn't know you were that old. Wow. <laughs> which which child was that? That was Lex. <laughs> I read that. I was like, I was like. 
How disrespectful was can it you about be? A, <laughs> it was about a record player, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And that's so strange. You know, eight. this is crazy, but 86% of women in America now having their babies after the age of 40. Mm. And it is so inspiring because the book, when I yeah. say it, the book, because it brings attention to these types of things. Like you forget that they have no concept mm-hmm. of certain things. And that just blew my mind. Yep. I was like, oh my God, here we go again. I get reminded, you yep. know? But that, that was is, the moment. That is funny. And yes, Lex is the answer for that one. <laughs> so Lex, um, that one's all you. Shut up, Lex. <laughs> <clears throat> the next one is, Mommy, don't say bad blank, say bad hand. Who is that? That's Kelsey. Yep. It was so yeah. funny. I, I was like, in the quote, I was like, it literally says her name. I was like, I can't say that one. But no, that was so funny. And I think Kelsey was four at that she time. She was so Yeah, little. when she got in trouble. Yeah, she got in trouble. And she looked at me and she says, Mommy, don't shake bad Kelsey. Shake bad hand. I cracked up. And I was like, but who's the hand on? Exactly. I was like, oh, good who's point. Who's controlling that hand? Exactly. And... Again, answer is correct. <laughs> it is Kelsey. We got uh, two more. The next one is man up. Those are excuses, and nobody wants to hear them. TJ. Because <laughs> we say that to him all the time. Yeah, I was like, it's, all, it's bad when you're like, you say something like, you want you to, them to listen to it, and then they use it back on you. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. And, it, and they know how to use it. Like, mm-hmm. they know what term. <laughs> when to use it, how to use it. It's like, why you do that? Why you say it? It's like, don't listen to me, but, like, don't use it against me. <laughs> so that is, that's funny. So, yeah, that was TJ. And then one more is sometimes the only, the only fun I have in school is at recess. And when I'm sitting across the girl that I have a crush on at lunch. Ew. Got me. Mm. Okay, read it again. Keep doing yeah, it. Says, time. It says, sometimes, sometimes the only fun I have at school is at recess. And when I'm sitting across from the girl I have a crush on at lunch. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to guess. Oh, my God. I can't remember. I want to say it's got to be Lex. Is that your final answer? No. Okay. Yes. It's correct. Oh! Yes. <laughs> you, tried to get me. you know why? Because Lex was always more um, girl aware, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. not so much TJ. So that was funny. <laughs> yep. That's the only fun. I, yeah. I was like, when you when you said, well, knowing TJ and like when you said that TJ yeah. was more shy, I was like, I wonder if that was going to give it away because like he was more more towards me. Like when I was growing up, I was kind of shy. So like. My mom kind of had to kind of pry, like, what was this girl, or who is this girl you're talking yes, to? Who that's is that? me at TJ. So it's like, I, they're always prying for that information. Even now, they're still prying for really? that information. Just because, like, I never why? really talk about um, that stuff with anybody. I would love to know but, why. With your mama, though? You know she want to know, Jim. Yeah, she wants to know. I tell her I tell her as soon as they ask the questions, but, you know, that's why I find me and TJ are just one in the Y'all same. Y'all are alike. But, yeah. So she should was, remind you of how many hours she was in labor with you. <laughs> That usually that guilt helps. Then I just if you tell me that, mom, you can get any answer you want after that because I I ain't got I was like I can't say anything. I owe you at that point. So yes, the answer was Lex. You got Ooh, that four for four. Almost, almost. That one got me though. You that was good, Jeff. Yeah, I was, I was looking. Was too, that I was like, deep somewhere in there? I, I was looking. I was like, I'm gonna go that. make sure. I was like, what's one that could go either? Like yeah, either, like go That's for one. any anyone. So yeah, that was. That was the last one, and that was who said what. That so, was awesome. So four for four on <laughs> mom and knowing Yay. which kid said what. But before we leave, we're almost we're almost um, 
at the end of this interview. But I just kind of want to ask you where, uh, or let the readers know mm-hmm. and the followers, um, where can they find the book? And then what can, uh, where can they find more information about you? Absolutely. The book is on Amazon. Um, and you can get both versions, paperback or if you read it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I am on Facebook and Instagram under Menopause versus Puberty or Tom Elisa. I have two accounts on both. So please get in touch with me. Any questions? I love to talk. I love Definitely. to talk about our experiences. And I learn a lot when other moms and parents share their experiences. Yeah, and I and like I've said to um, on this um, interview and just like to everybody, this book relates to so many different people. It says uh, menopause versus puberty, but it's not just for the kids that are, during, are going through puberty, and it's not just the moms that are that are going through menopause. This for for dads, for older sons, for mm-hmm. daughters. Like I am a 26 year old young man that has a mom, and I was able to re- um, just appreciate this more okay. just for reading that and thinking about all the things my mom had to do for me. So this book is for literally everyone. So that make sure you guys go out and buy the book, e-read it, just find it wherever, and then reach out to both of us on social yes. media as well. And then continue the conversation with Miss uh, Miss Lumpkin because there is more to this conversation. Oh, so this much is, more. <laughs> this is su- such an open book. And speaking of so much more, is there um, is there anything next on the horizon for you or for your family or anything else like that? Oh, yes, yeah, a lot going on. Um, I am still working with uh, various people trying to get more uh, information out. It would be so awesome if this could become a pilot because there's so much funny stuff that oh, happens. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll, any talk show, I'm, Tamron Hall would be awesome. Because she just had a baby. We're going to speak that into existence. Because yes. that's the perfect situation. I would love so to be on her show. I can't wait to watch you on that show <laughs> when, it, when it happens, because it will happen. But Thank yes, you. I appreciate you coming on and um, just speaking your truth, speaking about yeah. the book, speaking about your family, and just opening up to all of us. So I appreciate it again. And Thank make you. sure you guys follow her. As, as she said, she's on all social media. And make sure you guys buy a book on Amazon as well. And if you guys want to follow me, I'm at Jeff Will. Junior on all your social media platforms. So I appreciate it as always, guys. Have a good one. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menunos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>